it's been able to sort of stand alone whilst belonging. On this episode of Spotlight, we've got Louise Hallam from Still Calm. Um, definitely, probably a future business of the future, should I say. It's probably a, a business that uh, you guys that are watching in corporate land or as entrepreneurs uh, will probably find your business calling upon due to the weird, weird mental health battle and challenge that all of us are facing during this time of COVID-19. So um, definitely worth a watch if you're thinking about calmness and mindfulness in your day-to-day life moving forward. Just tell us about Still Calm. Sure, so Still Calm is um, my business and it is to empower senior leaders who want to lead with soul confidence and to lead with um, excelling leadership without a stress and struggle. So I mainly work with energy and emotion so I'm getting people to understand what the unique stresses of their role are and to balance their energy and emotions so that they can be really effective in a really simple way. Amazing. And that's what I do. Amazing. (laughs) That is, we could all do with some of that. Um, So how how did you end up in doing that? Have you got a background in that? I haven't, no. I have a corporate background. So like a lot of people who go into wellbeing, you have this moment in your life where you suddenly realise that the work that you've been doing for the last 20 to 25 years is not what you're meant to be doing at all. And there's a reason why you always felt as though it wasn't the right thing. So I um, started my wellbeing business four years ago and um, I started off teaching mindfulness and meditation so I'm a trained meditation teacher and the reason that I took up meditation was that so my mum um, she has bipolar she's she's always had it and she's always had periods of time where she's been in psychiatric care and we should go through these cycles where she'd be well for yeah. about seven years yeah. and then she would like she would crash and burn yeah. like really really badly and then she'd be, she'd be sectioned. Um, and I thought we were done, to be honest. I really thought we were done. But about, um, well, it must have been the four, five, four years ago, she had her latest episode, which was really bad, and she ended up back in psychiatric care. And I think as you're old, although, although I've got loads of coping strategies, I think as you get older, things sometimes stress you out more than they used to. And I just found the trauma of going to visit her was just something beyond something that I could cope with and I was like how do I manage this and I thought well if I try like meditation if I try I need to be calmer that's what my main aim is and it worked for me so that I could at least arrive in a calm state and I could calm myself down when I left yeah yeah and and I suddenly thought oh wow this is this this is the thing that's going to help me um, and it's going to help all the people. So that's why I wanted to train to be a meditation teacher, which is what what I did. How do you help people? So what I do is actually transcendental mindfulness. So it's really about changing your thoughts and beliefs to go beyond and surpass anything you've ever thought before, which means that you can then fulfil your potential. And I also use techniques to move energy and move emotion 
So once you kind of moved all of that out of the way, it's a bit like you were saying before, you've got, you're almost clear something and then you've got a new view on what's happening. And that new view, part of that is being able to do more than you ever thought you could do. Yeah. And to do it from the place of simplicity so that it's not stress and it's not struggle. Because we weren't born to stress and struggle. Best part of your job? Best part of my job is the transformation, people that I work with. It's those light bulb moments, I think, where they just go, oh, wow, I've been carrying this, I've been thinking this for however long, and I don't, you know, I don't, I don't need to think it anymore. Or it, that has unlocked a part of them that is what they were meant to do and what they were meant to, meant to be doing. Working for myself, I think, is a big plus. And so I've had to do a lot of retraining my brain and my body to go, you don't have to work from nine till five. Nobody's going to come and check if you're working. Um, If you go and have a coffee with a friend, nobody's going to come and, you know, hunt you down. Did you work that out quite quickly? No, it took me quite a long time. Probably a bit embarrassed to say how long it took. I think it's probably about... I don't even know if I'm still there, to be honest. I used, there. I used to ask Jules if it was okay if I went to the gym and she'd say, you're in charge. <laughs> I'm going to go to the gym then. That's it, yeah. Can, can I do this? And if I'm not still sat at my desk, staring into space at five o'clock, then you know I've not done a full day's work. So you're going to ask about your biggest inspiration. Inspiration. And this could be anything, really. I mean, mine are very weird. <laughs> I think... Um, I read um, a, a Brené Brown book the other day. I, I often get directed to read certain books and certain texts and for certain people. Um, and she is a um, quite an inspirational writer, but she talks very much about this thing of we want to we want to belong to something we want to belong to a group of people but so that quite often means that we won't step out and actually say who we are and who we think we are and what we believe in because we're worried that people aren't going to like us or or whatever well we're actually if you just decide that you don't care about what anything else anyone else thinks and you do it anyway you just nothing happens you know nobody it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So it, it's being able to sort of stand alone whilst belonging, it's, it's, it's quite an interesting theory. And what we were talking about before we went on to film about like the problem that the world's got, that is, the, that is it. You've just summarised it in a nutshell because everything is so much more turbocharged as the perception that other people care what you're doing when they don't, it's just your perception yeah. of it because you think that everybody can see it and cares. That that's a big problem. Yeah, and, that, and that's exactly what you just sort of like. That's why it's so. That's why we were talking. Okay, so I feel so much more turbocharged. Absolutely. At the yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I do teach perception in my program because perception isn't isn't. Isn't real. That's that's the the way that we see things is often not not the reality. So if you start to question what you you perceive, 
you'd get to the point where it, underneath that is something completely different. Yeah. We, you talked about uh, no one actually told you what to do when you set up a business. What is your biggest setback and how did you overcome it? I think um, I think a bit as though we talked about is it's this expectation that it's all going to drop into place within the first I think we were sort of saying yeah, two years yeah. or something, something basically yeah. where you're just going to suddenly you know sit there and the phone's going to be ringing and, and you're going to be busy and, and you're going to be really busy <laughs> yeah. and you know and um is whereas I think the I think it's the whole reality of it is is just so different from what what you think it's going to be um but having said that working harder doesn't make it easier that's what I've that's a really good piece of advice because I, I yeah. think what I've seen is lots of people lots of entrepreneurs particularly wow you know I do 16 hour days I work Monday to Sunday Monday to Sunday um you know I'm just like what I actually don't I don't do that I, I, I work in bursts of energy and creativity and take time out to work out exactly what I'm going to do. So when I see people busy, I always think that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're busy doing things. Yeah. There's a guy called, have you ever come across Gary Vaynerchuk? Yeah, I've, heard, I've seen some of his. It, it's work, either it? your thing or it's not. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's either your thing or it's not. And uh, he spoke about this recently about like hours that you put in. And he sort of said, like, the classic thing that most people don't see about entrepreneurs is the hours that they put in. And he and he was asked the question about, like, is it is your success all about the hours that you put in? And he, his answer was brilliant. He said, like, no, I just like it. She was like, a 16-hour day to me is captivating and fun. And I and it's what I'm genetically predisposed to do. Yeah. And he's like, I understand that. I need to do that for myself, but I don't expect it of others. But he said, like, if you're thinking about doing a 16-hour day as just like grinding out 16 hours is the way to be a success, it's not. But if you really enjoy doing a 16-hour day, it does help. I think I think that is exactly it. It's what is what works for you. Yeah. And I think. I think the biggest thing is that you start to compare, you, you compare yourself to other people and you compare to how other people are working and how they're running their business. And if you're having conversations with people, you're like, oh, I need to, that's how I need to be working. Whereas it took me a while, I think, to find, to find this flow of like, okay, if I don't start work till 11 o'clock, that's, that's fine. fine. And I might spend an hour meditating. I might do some yoga I might but that means that then when I start work I'm, re I'm ready to start work and I'll be more productive working for two hours than I am working for eight, eight hours right. so yeah but if you are you have a very frenetic way of working and 16 hours you can churn out the work then yeah uh, go for it top tip for anybody starting out what is the one thing that you would go back and tell yourself to do again? I'm, I'm really clear that it's getting a good group of people around you. So either 
join like networking or just find people that are starting off at the same time as you, but more importantly, are a bit ahead of you. So they can give you some real heads up about the pitfalls straight away. <laughs> so one, you don't waste time, but you don't waste money as well. Because I think when you start, you automatically think, well, I'm, I'm going to pay for, for this or I'm going to pay for that. And you start throwing money at things thinking that's maybe going to solve some some things. Whereas actually, if you did a bit more strategic work, a bit more planning, um, you'd, you'd be better off spending the time doing that. So really, um, surrounding yourself with people who are going to lift you up as well. So they're just eternally positive yeah. about being an entrepreneur yeah. and they're not going to drag you down into yeah. the into the pitfalls of In, yeah into their fear into you. their yeah that's yeah. it yeah and oh it's going to be this this and this yeah. um and, and make and check in with people so get get people that you can check in with regularly yeah. regularly totally agree and, with that. and i think for me that's been the best thing because i think as you mentioned so when you you do a lot of this work on your own so you sat there you know talking to yourself is this a good idea is this a good idea should I, should I do this yeah um, yeah go for it yeah, yeah whereas actually you just want someone to go that's a good idea that's a good idea or hmm, give it a bit more thought yeah maybe maybe think about that one again yeah that's, my, that's my yeah mentor's favorite. yeah that's... Maybe think that for a bit more yeah yeah what 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 do you what where do you see yourself being in 10 years time um uh, so you just throw really throw me that question because I'm in a dream though. I said, go for the dream. <laughs> I don't know what my dream is. My dream's living in a commune in Ibiza, looking at this magical rock with all the people I love, primarily wearing pants most of the time. Yeah, it's warm. I think that's it. I think when you said ten years, I was like, I'm not working in ten yeah, years' really time. Not. That's really what not. I think. That's why, for, aren't we? that's why it's doing me. But. Um, I'd like to. I'd like to live somewhere more in the country. Actually, um, if we're going on places to live, uh, I really miss being being in the in the countryside. Um, but for my business, I think that's what you're asking. Yeah. Not when I'm planning to retire, yeah. is I'm working on like a global organisation now. So my focus is very much now on sort of PR and working globally because. I have a mission and a purpose to to help leaders to to lead differently and to be differently. So, for me, it's an international probably international is is ten years exciting. Whether I can do it, whether I can actually go exciting. To different, I, to I think you'll do. Whether it's on screen, I, I think you'll do. <laughs> Thank you so much. I've loved I've loved talking. To yeah, you. it's been great. Amazing. So that completes this episode of Spotlight With. Don't forget to like, rate and subscribe and we'll see you really soon for some more episodes.